This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Barbara Gray, and I'm dating a guy who's an abstract painter, which is great because I can't tell if he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and here's an idea. Welcome to Marwin, but it's just the Steve Carell doll 69ing a Barbie. <laughs> right? Because that movie looks bad. It does. <laughs> it's done awful. Yeah. yeah. At the box office. It looks gonna, Universal's going to lose at least $50 million before the marketing budget. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. This is Lady to Lady. <laughs> can you keep a secret? Neither, Neither can, can we. Hello. We got Barbara Brandy and of course Victus. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies. Ladies and ladies. All right, no Tess. She's not yeah. here. Tess isn't here, but it's okay. Guys, we have two amazing guests You're this relieved week. that she's not here. Yeah, it's yes. good. It actually is a lot when there's five. You know, who wants to listen yeah. to five women talk at once? Yikes. So Honey. much yapping. Sounds like my polyamorous marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you were married to four women? Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, let's you were bring... in a coven is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 70s. Do it was you guys actually want to be in time. a coven? Covens are cool right now. Would you yeah. actually want to be in one? I mean, I would like the text chain. I think I would like yeah, the, <laughs> the text. The gossip would be fun. I would probably I would put the text chain on mute. I'd say yeah, me too. Yeah, I actually one time when I used to work for local news interviewed a witch and I pissed her off. <laughs> And I was so nervous about that. For so many weeks, I thought she's putting spells on me. I know she's putting spells because she was really, really angry with me yeah. because I was being irreverent with her. Because, you know. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Was and it, she didn't get it or? Uh, she got it and didn't like it. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. And, but I would guess if you're in a coven, imagine that. Yeah, all the when the rest of them turn on you. Oh, if they don't like, that yeah, if they rough. don't like, you know, some play, some like joking around, then I think yeah. you'd be fucked. Yeah. Somebody told me once that if you own an occult shop, you put a bunch of spells in the occult shop that make people buy more stuff than they came in to buy in the first place. So now, ah. which um, makes the I most sense. I feel like sense. those shops would be doing better. Yeah, that, I don't think point. those shops are doing that well. Yeah, the only true. spell I remember is she told me that the way to make sure that your uh, your lover was faithful is you pee, put a little bit of pee in their soup. And I just thought, <laughs> oh, who's cooking their lover's yeah. soup in the first place? And then peeing in it? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, you don't cook yeah. your lover's soup? I cooked my lover's soup the other day. <laughs> I did. Okay, I get it. You have a lover. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's been a long time. I have to talk about it. I cook myself soup, and I still pee in it. <laughs> Wait, didn't we have a thing where somebody said, like, put, we were like, put beard in a, put. Oh, what yeah. Was it? If you put a little bit of your hair in. In a guy's food, it'll make 
who like yeah, I don't know you make you look. Yeah, I mean, that's why I always have a little bit of my hair in almost everything I cook. Yeah, yeah. I just am covering those. Just faces. to be safe. <laughs> just to be safe. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. let's in, let's introduce our two guests today. <laughs> they have an audio book on Amazon called "The Indignities of Being a Woman," which we have no, no idea what that's yeah, like. I'm but curious just, to hear about this. That's book. why we brought you on so we could actually hear about it. Uh, Meryl Marco, an amazing writer, comes. She's won four Emmys. No big deal. Yeah. And Megan Keister, who's album will be coming out on a special thing this later this month uh-huh january 18th. i've won no emmys Accomplished. no i have been on CISO. that's why i skipped that that's over oh one. yeah CISO. <laughs> that's a big one hey hey you're the only person at this table that was on CISO. really so. is yeah. CISO still exist no. No. oh no CISO no. now Megan, Megan you're really that a, shit. a, a yeah. refined group a very yeah elite. that's cult now. very elite yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's niche it's niche content yeah i absolutely. did um <laughs> at a uh disgraced um podcast producer Dustin Marshall was trying to sell CISO t-shirts <laughs> on eBay and it made me laugh really hard. I mean, that's pretty funny. I'll, I'll give him that. That's pretty funny. I was like, yeah. You that's... should buy one though. I mean, no. If it wasn't money in his pocket, for <laughs> oh, sure. I would. Right. We should just do it. We should just make CISO t-shirts. Just yeah. make them? them over. That's yeah. yeah. With like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I seen puff paint, but that's probably better. <laughs> Not by hand. I see. I always remember at our, our, our friend Alan's 30th birthday party, we all just uh, started chanting CISO over and over again. <laughs> it was like a dance party that turned oh, into yeah, like I do remember that. a big CISO chant after we sang happy birthday to him. That does sound like a coven. And that's like, yeah. that's a witch spell. Yeah. I must yeah. have left before that happened. I think Otherwise, <laughs> I would have had perfect memory of it since I would be the only person you, other than you other sober, would be sober yeah, there. Yeah. I remember yeah. it happening. It oh, was wow. there. It was okay. really beautiful. Yeah, it was. I was just like, this is why I started comedy for us to all taunt a failing source of streaming media platform. Was yeah. he so all comedy? Yeah. Sadly, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, allegedly, yes. I should yeah. say. Yeah, it was. I I don't know. I'm amazed it lasted as long as it did. Actually, you should buy yeah. a shirt. You really should because yeah. I'm here to say that at some point in the future, it'll be the only shirt, and then it'll be worth money. You make a good point there. Like I stole, when I was in high school, I went to an acid test, Mm -hmm. a Ken Kesey acid test. Whoa, cool. And in fact, I went to two of them. And I stole a poster off the wall on my way home because I needed something from my bedroom. Yeah. And I sold it last year for (sighs) $20,000. I don't think that CISO's ever going to, I have a feeling it's not going to reach the. You never know. I mean, that's stupid acid test. It's very true. I had a horrible time. <laughs> I should get one and then frame it like a retired jersey. <laughs> that would be, it would preserve it and it would be amazing. I just, I finally got a, a screener copy of I Love You, Daddy, <gasps> and a physical screener copy. I'm, I'm planning on framing it. A, so no one can ever watch it. And B, because it's a wonderful thing to frame. Did you see it? Did you watch oh yeah, it? I've seen. I've seen. You I watched saw, it before. You wrote a review. Right? I saw a oh. press screening of it before even the New York Times article came out. Yeah, when they still thought they were going to release it. Oh, that's the the Louis C.K. movie for those. I that, know. For those that don't. That's are his listening. By the way, yeah, yeah. yeah, May, yeah. Keister has been uh, is an old school <laughs> Louis C.K. was trying to one of the first. Be, yeah, actually Killing bring it. him out like way before anybody was willing mm-hmm. to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Well, so. you know, look at me now, <laughs> sitting <laughs> in this shed. <laughs> Where we bring all our favorite women to talk <laughs> yeah. about what it's like. We just love a dark shed. <laughs> it's where we should be. Um, oh, we wanted to say before we get too much further, we do have a fundraiser going on right now. Yes. For uh, Wings of Rescue, we recorded a commentary track to the movie Death Becomes Her with Karen Kilgariff of My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. So if you want to 
have access to that, donate $10 or more to wingsofrescue.org. Forward the receipt to myfavoritemurderlady at gmail.com, and we will send you the download link on February 1st. Yeah. yeah. What are you rescuing? It's, uh, they, help, they help, like, pets who've been in the fires and stuff like that. They help fly them out and, like, yeah. find, and they also help uh, uh, city shelters and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Great. So many of those, like, disasters when they move the people out like the red cross shelters like you can't bring pets and stuff like that oh, man. so it's like it's like hey let's get the pets to safety yeah. you know so the other part of that and then they yeah they move overcrowded shelters to empty cuz there's a lot of empty shelters all over the country that they're just trying to like move pets to where they can so they won't be euthanized basically right. and we yeah. did by the way we did do two people once before i think yeah. people are going to be like mad at us for doing <laughs> we it we did a, <laughs> we did a planned parenthood and an aclu yeah. one as well we raised 5 before. grand and 7 grand for both of those right. so you know we're we're, we're taking care of the pets this time yeah <laughs> yeah i'm so, in favor thank you i yeah. prefer that you always do pets she prefers right. animals to human yeah. beings yeah. i do and, and without any yeah. reservations yeah i mean i'm pretty much there as well yeah <laughs> i like to yeah. spread it around but it's nice yeah. to especially after all those fires and stuff yeah exactly yeah all those videos of like the, the horses and stuff were like horrifying yeah i was in, in that fire that, that oh yeah we had one. to reschedule for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we were, it was the same day wasn't it the yeah. day that the place caught fire mm-hmm. yeah your house is okay my house is okay but i saw Thankfully. people leading their animals we were stuck in this horrible traffic jam on pch that oh, wow. where it took two hours to go five miles Oof. and uh la traffic <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse on the west side <laughs> <laughs> and I saw people leading their animals over to a beach parking lot where they were going to park oh, them. Wow. There was a, an animal area, but mm-hmm. it was really, it was a weird experience. Horrible. You, mean you saw yeah. people leading horses Horses to the beach. and a llama. <laughs> That's yeah. dystopian, man. That's yeah. fucking it was end very times. dystopian. It was, <laughs> wow. Could you like see the fire in the hills as you're sitting on The in fire traffic? was right behind you. There was like what looked like um, an, a, an atom bomb cloud, you know, yeah. like that yeah, mushroom yeah. cloud yeah, yeah. right behind us. Every time I went to take a picture, it was right there. It was really terrifying. It looked like it was chasing us. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we were going five miles. Not We were going one mile an hour. The only <laughs> bright side of all of this being that I yeah. got to see that my hybrid actually stops using gas at one mile an hour. <laughs> that's the only... <laughs> All very LA. <laughs> I never had any evidence of that before. No, you know. I was taking it on faith the way that I yeah. do when I take vitamin B that something right is yeah. happening there, even yeah. though I don't feel it. I uh, I bought my first uh, official piece of prepper gear because of the fires. <laughs> Wait, um, what'd you get? I got a smoke mask that's like a really good filtered one. And it's I like, got some of those that's too. That's a good They're idea, annoying. probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are annoying. I, don't I like only had it on for about five minutes. I yeah. just couldn't stand it. It's not easy to breathe in. I don't like it. But no. I mean, I do feel like future. we are. How long could we survive in the shed if some shit went down? Because I don't think there's any food in here, but there's a lot of beer and coke right outside the door. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. Beer is food, <laughs> from, I guess. I mean, yeah. from the uh, from the leftover from Tessa's wedding. So. Ready to break your sobriety, man? <laughs> hey, and all yours. We have. Yeah, I know. Like I'm gonna have my that first beer. That would be beer. so funny if that's your. I'm writing. If I ever write an apocalypse, you're like you have to. That's just the only thing available. <laughs> just like drinking Guinnesses as like well it's sustenance i guess this is what happens (laughs) yeah that would be funny that would that's a good premise would be that um aa yeah is all trapped yeah (laughs) all the cabin in a cabin with nothing to eat (laughs) nothing but beer and alcohol yeah (laughs) and there are 12 steps to lie to lead them (laughs) i think there'd be a lot of uh lamentable sex would happen yeah well that's gonna happen in the apocalypse anyway that's true yeah 
As yeah. long as it's ending, who cares? I want to get second pregnant in the apocalypse, <laughs> just because fuck it. <laughs> in fact, that would be a good title for the movie, would be Lamentable Sex. Oh, yeah. if I was be second pregnant. <laughs> second pregnant. <laughs> oh, I will say, while Tess isn't here, uh, anyone feel free to talk shit about her, because that's what we do. No, um, <laughs> I just really... She's too I think, full of life. I just... Think, oh, God, she's had so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I look up to her so much. Um, <laughs> I do think that this is... Uh, I think I just peed in Tess's toilet. I think she's got a... If it's if it's yellow, let it mellow. Uh, oh, really? Th- Creed. Because mm. the second time I've noticed. That fucking hippie. Uh, she you know would, when the drought's coming back? She would do that. That's yeah, all. She would. Just, that's all I have to <laughs> She say. definitely would. And all that jogging she does, she's going to ruin her knees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something shitty to say about that. Yeah, right. I'm good with the yellow mellow thing if you drink a lot of water. But if you are if, dehydrated. If super yellow? Yes. Because if you're dehydrated... You, you, you smell a little pee sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, but if you're if you're pissing almost clear, well, that means you're taking a lot of vitamins. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Or you're drinking a lot of Monster, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of vitamins in Monster. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No, I think no. they do. They like put all that shit in there to make no, you feel it's like stuff you're like, It's just stuff from the uh, periodic table. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Argonine just lead. And zinc yeah. And it's whatever that yellow number five makes your dick shrink up. Yeah, yeah. It's just 90% that. Yeah, it's all the nicknames for taurine over and over again. <laughs> taurine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so you guys wrote a podca- podcast book? It's a book. Uh, what it's is, like an audio book. How, how are you wow, defining please. this? Variety so called a it a podcast, podcast okay. but it's actually a book. Well, therefore, okay. it's a podcast because variety is <laughs> the Bible. The, the, the traits are bay. What's that? Is that your first variety? That was my first variety mention. Yeah, we um, pretty great. We pitched it as a podcast, and then they said, "No, we'll buy it as a book." So we know it's a book. Hmm. Yeah, that's we wrote. I feel a like book. that's way better because then you just get to do yeah. it. You don't have to do it for six fucking years like we've been doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> that's what we thought too. Just get get paid and move on. Yeah. So it's great. So I and there that, are no indignities having to do with women anymore. So it's right, like a, exactly yeah. solved. You solved Completely it, right? Solved. Yeah. Because I was saying the pre- you guys were discovering like, did we have it worse before? Do we have it worse now? But obviously we had it worse before because, like you said, it's all done. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, it, it seemed about equal when yeah. we were, we were uh, checking in on that a number of times. And yeah, you know, I mean, it was horrible before. It had to, it was more primitive, horrible. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But right. It's pretty. Similar, yeah. I mean, you, you know, my ex-husband doesn't still own me, well, so you that's thick. <laughs> You've been talking to Simon. <laughs> I guess it's that thing of like, if you're aware of it, if does that make it? You know what I mean? Well, she's right about that. It's mm-hmm. true. We're uh, we have ownership, personal ownership of ourselves, right? Yeah. On some level, I think that's pretty, you know, huge it's and true. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty yeah. big thing for sure. Was there like when did you guys finish writing it? Because so much has happened in the last like few months too that has just been garbage. Mm-hmm. Has there been a point where you're like, do I need to do an epilogue? <laughs> <laughs> Is there another chapter? <laughs> we definitely finished before Kavanaugh. Yeah, right. months before that. Yeah, geez, that Kavanaugh. Maybe we better put that in our PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> Kavanaugh. Gee, that was horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of getting second pregnant, yeah, you better figure it out soon. Cause... 
Yeah. Clocks we don't know how long trying, that option will be around. over here, so, you know, I'll let you know how that pans out. Right, Considering yeah. that all the criticism uh, Elizabeth Warren is coming up for, it's hard to imagine that somebody like Kavanaugh just gets yeah. through with people shrugging and going, yeah, no, I seem mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. 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 It's almost as though it's, yeah, not the same. and then we just sit in silence in this shed for the other 45 minutes this needs to be long this is a question when did you i don't think that i realized that i had a different uh you know i was treated differently until i was a lot older i don't think it was in my head when do you guys think you realized that that as a woman things Hmm. were different for you it wasn't until i was an adult because I, yeah. I mean, I grew up in a pretty egalitarian household. My father would do, you know, cooking and housework and everything like that. And I was never told that, you know, I couldn't do something because of my gender. Yeah. Which I think is kind of like a lie that our generation was told. Like, our generation was told that Merrill generation had fixed everything. Yeah, but you know, I also yeah. felt the same way. Like, I thought I thought my generation did fix everything. <laughs> I mean, I've got video of me in the 80s on TV shows going, yeah, well, in the olden days, you know. They were, I thought everything was finished. The fact that I got work when I moved to L.A. Um, in the field of my choice and was given opportunities and stuff, I thought, ah, great. Everything's that's all fixed. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that weird um, exceptional, uh, what do they call it? Exce- not exceptionalism. There's some phrase that they use having to do with um, feeling that that the exceptional girl is the girl mm-hmm. of, of everyone. Like you being yeah. the token makes you think that it's possible yeah. for any woman to be the token, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, it never occurred to me that I was a token. But like when I was in art school, when mm-hmm. I was, you know, 18, I mean, I used to think, oh, I'm not going to be a dumb chick artist. And I didn't realize calling yeah. other women dumb chick for sure. because I'd gotten that from my art teachers mm-hmm. was putting me in any category except for making me the, a better artist. I didn't realize I was... Therefore, putting myself down. Therefore, putting everyone. I mean, right? Yeah, they tell us there can only be one. That's why there's always, yeah, we always compare like the female comedians with the other female or the female musicians with the other ones. Because yeah, it's like there can only be one of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I used to hang out um, with Elaine Boosler a lot in the '80s, and we used to talk about this incessantly. And uh, and the thing that we were always going, well, how do you get your career to snowball? And then the thing we used to say to each other all the time was, well, I don't stick to girls. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, it's true. Well, and even now, it's like we're in, a, in still in a place where, and it's getting a little bit better. But like, there needs to be like a queen of comedy. Yeah, right. we elevate one at a time until we decide that it's time to tear them down, and then we will elevate <laughs> another one. Right, and then you know, it's like yeah, yeah. That just fucking happened with Tiffany Haddish. Like, yeah, where they were like, oh, she bombed on her New Year's set, and therefore she. It's like fuck everybody. It's a comedian. Of course, they bomb a set. Yeah, it happens. Jeez. And yeah, if you put them on this pedestal, of course they're gonna get taken She's down. Probably rusty because she made twenty movies last. No year. shit. Yeah, she hasn't been <laughs> on stage every fucking night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It really is a ridiculous set of criteria that people judge people by. And yeah. It, I don't know how anybody moves forward in life. Mm-hmm. It's so paralyzing. Well, yeah. I mean, just more women have to do it. Women are only 10% of comedians if there was more. Is that really at, all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there was more, yeah, if, if it was 50-50, then mm-hmm. we would be, it would be easier for us to insist on being given opportunities, I feel like. Yeah. Exactly. But also, I mean, women always drop out or they stop. 
mm-hmm. because they're tired of this shit. Yeah. I mean, most, even, like, a lot of women I used to open mic with, like, don't even fucking do it anymore. Yeah. And then also, I don't know whether or not it's, I don't really know how people are raising their daughters now, but it used to be this thing of, it was considered a really wrong piece of behavior for women to be too loud and aggressive. And Mm -hmm. for you to get up in front of a crowd, if you're not loud and aggressive, you're really, Mm -hmm. if you're going to be quiet and sweet, you're you're not going to get much attention. Yeah, or the wrong kind of attention. Or yeah. like, oh, there's something wrong with her. That's why she's doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, so it's sort of antithetical to the whole na- notion of the way women are supposed to be in general. Yeah. Well, I think it's like now it's like there are pockets that are doing it. You know, are 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 not doing that. It really kind of just it's becoming more. I don't know. if Regionalized isn't necessarily the right the right term, but it's like more like your background is. Some people are latching onto it harder versus some people are, are moving in a different direction, which is good. I feel like I'm seeing that shift a lot more with people. Well, there's a wide variety of women doing stand-up. I mean, it's yeah. an amazingly better group than the group that I started yes. out with, which yeah. is very, very few mm-hmm. people in general. I mean, and and mostly sort of taking a straightforward approach and stuff. It's it's very different now. It's, it's way better. Way, yeah. way, way better. Absolutely, yeah. Way more innovative and way way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really neat to see like the uh, next generation. You know, because we've been doing it for like ten years, and <clears throat> seeing the younger, you know, female comics coming up now starting. I think they are being way more encouraged. And we're seeing a lot more, at least like mm-hmm. at open mics and stuff. But you still see the same shit. You know, they're huh. still they're still the same garbage. Like men saying the same hacky misogynistic <laughs> shit. The, yeah. At the, Mike's it, like sometimes I'll go and I don't go that much anymore, but I'll still go and be like, "Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, I cannot believe this it's a weird still time out of somebody's mouth." It's a time machine. You're like, "What? Really? Yeah." Like for example, it's crazy. There was a, some guy talking about how he's like, um, "God, what was it? I have a terrible memory." So uh, he was just talking about how like some woman. He was like, "Yeah, like be calm. Like I, you know, I'm not going to beat you up. I could, but I'm not going to." <laughs> Yeah. Like that, and I was like, "Cool!" Yeah. Like, it's and like, then what? I, you know, and that gives me when I see that, my guy gives me fire because I get up afterwards, I make fun of them, and I talk yeah. shit about yeah. it, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I can see how that, like, you know, would not. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really want to like sit around and listen to that. Yeah. Um, speaking well, of, we are we're uh, we have to take a break in a second, but we're all going to Sketchfest soon. Yeah. I want to say that because we're hosting an all lady. Uh, comic showcase there the last weekend of Sketchfest. Yeah. I can't remember if it's the 26th or one of so January 25th is the stand-up show and then we're doing a live podcast uh, on January 26th. That's right. Yeah, those two dates. So come see that because it's a really yeah. good one. And you guys are doing on the 20th. Mm-hmm. We are. We're doing a PowerPoint. It's it's said to be the most amazing show anyone has ever seen. No one's seen it yet. But right. no one's they're seen already it. saying I, that I do hear that buzz. there's free candy. <laughs> buzz there is gonna, candy. There, there's going to be buzz. There's going to be candy. A lot of There's going to be a lot of exposure. For everyone Ooh, in the audience. Wow. I just mean, yeah, we're going to like... Oh, you mean we're, we're offering the audience? We're offering free exposure. Wow. For oh, wow. Yeah. Cre- uh, IMDb credits or what? <laughs> Your star meter is going to go through the roof <laughs> if you intend- attend me and Meryl's PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. So go get your tickets for that Absolutely. right now. Yeah, the tickets are going to be selling out. Yeah, you uh, better get on those. And right hot away. Mm-hmm. Um, we're buying most of them, right? Can we please anyone? Just buy out your own space. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get them and then I'll Venmo you 
later. <laughs> I'm kind of in between gigs right now. If what that makes any em- what sense. emoji would you use for that Venmo transaction? Ooh, uh, probably the one where it's the man's face uh, and he's got his hand and he's like, oh, looks, he's like he's questioning. Unsure. Yeah, the, the questioning one. Yeah. I was just realizing the other day that like emojis have seriously in my lifetime turned my super articulate, really interesting friends into morons. <laughs> that we're like I used to be able to. Yeah plan to have a, a interesting little response to anything that I would send them. Now you get praying hands. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, whoever wanted to know that about people you know? Jeez. I know it used to be a big turnoff for any guy I would talk to. Now it's just like accepted. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've... That's that's dark. It's, it's a harsh <laughs> tone. Devo was right. That's all we can say. Devo was right. That's a real thinking man right there. <laughs> it really um, makes you thinking man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to Lady. <laughs> welcome back. Back. back to Lady. Right, Lady. Right. I'm Brandy. I'm Barbara. We're here with Megan and Meryl. Hi. 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 How did you guys meet? I want to know. I want to know. Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. So what it's good for something. Meet cute. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good for the thing. I'd say probably meeting Meryl is the only positive thing that's ever happened to me on Twitter. Oh, there's. I've had some sort of exciting retweets occasionally where. I- <laughs> Really? That guy knows who I am? You know, that yeah, kind that's of thing. Occasionally. That yeah, that's John fun. Cryer re- retweets the weirdest shit of mine. <laughs> Ducky. As in Ducky. Ducky. Okay, right. Retweets. You. I like, d- I wrote the other day, like, oh, the only DM slide into my DMs that's ever worked in was a guy who asked if I'd made goulash or something. Because <laughs> I posted a picture of soup. And uh, he retweeted that. John Cryer retweeted that. <laughs> And I was like, all right, Ducky, you got some weird preferences here. Uh, All right, only fair. in LA on Twitter. You know yes. what I'm saying? So she wrote uh-huh. something and I read it and I thought it was nicely written. And I found occasionally when I do that, to, I say to someone, hey, nice piece. I make them feel happy. Oh, they know yeah. who I am, and they get happy. Usually, they don't know who I am, and it makes no difference. But she did. Yeah. No, it made it made no. me very happy. She used to be the lock screen on my phone. Really? Before I knew her. <laughs> That's sweet. Isn't That's that more disturbing? than I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, four Emmys over here likes your writing. Pretty great. Yeah. Right. Four the- Emmys. I've fucked two guys that have been on Conan. So, you know, we <laughs> both have credits is yeah. what I'm saying. When you were driving out of Malibu, were your Emmys in the car with you? Or what did you bring? You know, my Emmys you? are, are, I actually should take a photo of them and post it somewhere. I used to keep them in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And, uh. <laughs> And that was kind of funny. And then the my current uh, beloved who lives with me um, moved in and didn't want them in the bathroom. So they are in my closet. Okay. And uh, now they are rusted. And, <laughs> Do they uh, actually rust? They really oh rusted. Oh, my God. I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh. I don't know how other people are keeping them. I guess they're getting them polished. Or you can, yeah, keep them hermetically. Se- you could put them in a humidor, maybe. In a humidor. That's a very big humidor. Right. With your cigars, you mean? That's what I mean, yeah. 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 That'd be good. But anyway, that's my, my Emmys are really, they look just like they'd be fake. They're so rested. Yeah. They're vile looking and <laughs> horrible, and they're with some shoes I haven't worn in a very long time. Just dip I them in that. Coca-Cola. 
That'll take the rust off. Oh yeah. Perfect. All right. We yeah. we should do that on our at our PowerPoint. Smart. That that's actually really fun. I'll you bring should it try it. You and should. then we can dip it in Coca Cola. <laughs> I'll look up how to clean an Emmy. Please yeah, I can do Google that. that. Please. Do we can that. do that. Okay. I love big, that. Big, a big. Yeah, you need a big see through thing of Coca Cola. You can dip it <laughs> down into. Watch it fizz. This can be a whole new thing for you. Yeah, like you could start selling. You know, you could make a infomercial about how to clean your Emmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's an area that is unaddressed. It is, yeah. and I mean, they, I don't know how many people are having that problem. <laughs> well, and also, not to lessen your accomplishment, but they give away a fuck ton of Emmys. <laughs> There's a lot of Emmys you know, out there. That yeah. occurred to me when I was receiving it. Even <laughs> well, <laughs> on the other hand, you know, there's nothing like having somebody single you out, even for the worst of things. Like when they, yeah. when your name is called, even if it was just for a raffle at your church or something, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a free bag of of candy meat? bars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, free bag of meat. You'd go, <gasps> really, me? You know. It's got to be a cool feel. What does it feel like to win an Emmy? Uh, well, cool. you know, I had a uh, the one that comes to mind. I actually talked about in the indignities of being a woman, but I you have to get dressed up for this goddamn yeah, ceremony. Yeah. And I am a person who always has trouble getting dressed up. I don't have a lot of clothes on tap for formal occasions. Mm-hmm. So I went and had a dresser pick clothes out for me. I went to a place that had somebody with. A stylist, I guess. A stylist, yeah. yes. And um, and she did a really nice job. And she she I had this this purple and black dress with a black um, big thick black velvet belt, and I and matching shoes and matching accessories, nice. jewelry and a statement necklace and <laughs> yeah. all this crap. You know, like and I, and I <laughs> did it up really good about it. Yeah. And then I felt so good about it. Because it actually looked good on me in the store that I thought I'm not taking this thing out of the plastic until the Emmys because I'm not going to get Pepto-Bismol all over it. <laughs> As I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how it would gravitate to there. But it but would. It would, it it would, would be yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd only notice it while I was getting the Emmy. Holy totally. shit, Pepto-Bismol. So, <laughs> so I didn't take it out. And then, I, and then a limo was coming to pick us up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I put my dress on and I found out the belt was broken and you couldn't keep it cinched it didn't have for whatever reason you know how you there's a a tongue and a groove basically Mm -hmm. i don't even know what what the real designations for a belt are but Mm -hmm. you put the tongue through the groove and that's how a belt stays closed Mm -hmm. and it just went oh no and you couldn't keep it in and i thought well i can put duct tape i was gonna say tape (laughs) tape it up and that's kind of the opposite of what the effect was (laughs) meaning to so i thought all right well I don't have any time now. We had to get in the car and leave. The limo was there. So I'm holding the belt, and I think, and I have a purse, too. Yeah. So I realized when we're in the audience that if I win an Emmy, I have to (laughs) stand and hold the belt closed and hold my purse and take an Emmy. Yeah. And that's more hands than I have. Why do you feel <laughs> the requi- need to take your purse on stage? You don't trust because trying what to everyone else it? The Leave Emmys? it in your, leave it oh, in yeah, your seat? Well, you're going back to the seat, No, right? seat fillers come and take your seat. Oh, so you're worried that like... Oh. Someone... I never thought about the purse issue. <laughs> yeah. The purse issue is in perpetuity. And I mean, yeah. I guess a lot of women are smarter than that or they bring an assistant or something who stands mm-hmm. with the purse. I don't really know how people do it. Yeah. I don't know how people live, really. I don't know how they get out of See, I thought you were and not have their the underwear purse. show. I don't know how anyone does any of this shit. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were bringing up the purse Seems to cover up the tape. I thought that was what it was. But well, it was. I could have. I could have just mounted the purse 
the front of the tape. <laughs> like a fanny pack situation. Yeah, yeah. Had I, but this was before fanny packs were invented, I think. You well, could have been, been, oh my God, you could have been, been on the cutting edge. Yeah. Talking about or a Or I could have worn a fanny pack. No, I think I had a fanny pack, actually. And I think I could have worn it. And it would have ruined my look. And then that would have been my brand. Yeah. Which is still So is. this is what you were thinking about when you got called. Yeah, I was thinking I have to take the Emmy with my teeth, I guess. <laughs> Just put it right that's in there. That's how it felt. <laughs> I thought, oh shit, my belt is falling off. Oh no, I'm walking up this goddamn aisle. And I'm going to go on that stage, and my belt is going to come off. And it didn't, but uh, but it was only because I was holding everything closed. Yeah, and I don't so, think I took an Emmy. I think I walked past an Emmy, and they mailed me one. It's perfect. Just nod of the yeah, head. Yeah. Well, it'll yeah. show up eventually. Yeah. I still like Standard the idea shipping. of Sorry. bringing your purse on stage at the Emmys, like like a comic yeah, yeah. bringing your purse on stage at a show because you don't trust the audience. I don't know what <laughs> you're supposed like. to do with your purse everywhere, really. I mean, you always have one. I always do. And I always have way more stuff in it than I want. It's right. like I'm surviving the end of the world. I have dystopian mm. supplies oh, in my see, purse. Oh, see, so we would That's be good if we if something happened right now. Yeah. We'd have yeah. your purse. <laughs> yeah, right. we got your purse here. We'd have enough makeup to go until we dissolve oh yeah well i want to look good. good if the shit's going down <laughs> well that is yeah. what you need makeover i want to look hot while i'm being raped by a <laughs> gang of <laughs> feral men when did the men turn feral out. after the end of the world five that minutes, happens. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> right that five minute. minutes. Right. yeah oh they've already, yeah it's already happened i don't think immediately looking for a decision to at all times <laughs> yeah yeah or any reason oh man <laughs> Um, are Should we in the second thing? Oh, yeah. Let's play. Yeah. We, we have some questions um, for you. We have a little game called Who, What, Where, When, Why. And mm. it's we ask you a different who, what, where, when, why question. <laughs> okay. That's They're the just game. a jumping off point. It really doesn't matter what you It's just to. Can I tell that Emmy story again? I mean, they wouldn't yes. have aired that yet. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who is your favorite troll? My because favorite troll. Do you have a favorite troll online? I mean, can I say myself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably you did get outed as like a troll on. You're I have I have good. been featured in Time Magazine as a troll. Yes. <laughs> like, tell the story. I can't remember. Uh, I I for many years I would troll the journalist Joel Stein. Right. Just yes. because I thought there was nothing funnier than harassing a journalist online. And, and what would, would you like say to him? I would always threaten to kick his ass. <laughs> I would always tell him like, "Meet me in the yeah. Gelson's parking lot," and I was going to kick his ass. Yep. And then he ended up writing a Time Magazine cover story about trolls, and he selected me as his troll. I guess because all the other ones, all his other trolls were like anti-Semitic assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I'm the kinder, gentler troll. Um, My friend Carolyn from college, when she was in high school, her and her friends also trolled Joe Stein. Oh, I think you told me that. What did they do? They would um, write him fan mail, and he wrote back to them, because this is like... 2000 and was ironic fan mail yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> so sad they just, a lot of work they just i mean they're in high school this is like yeah. the most high school thing ever and like but and I he don't did know if the most high school everything is writing fan mail to joel Stein. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like having this much time on your hands right, right. to do this kind of thing yeah and they would just and like they like liked his they're like ah, oh, he seems funny or whatever so they would write him stuff and he wrote back to them like oh thanks so much if you guys ever come to new york like i'll show you around the offices or whatever so like they went to new york and he like awkwardly bought them coffee because I don't think he realized they were like six children old girls. <laughs> <laughs> These four 16 year old girls just showed up and were like, hey, we're here for Joel Stein. Oh, my <laughs> God. He wasn't wrong to do that. Wouldn't you no. have done that? If yeah, four, yeah. yeah. I would have thought, gee, that 
that's kind that's of nice. sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And like they weren't like it was that like we like this guy's writing, but we're going to be funny about it. Like they weren't being shitty, but they, I mean, they as shitty as, you know, 16 year old girls. Yeah. They were hoping they were not just average 16 year old girls. They were very, very special 16 year old girls. And he was going to notice as soon yeah. as he met them and they would all get jobs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. They weren't threatening to kick his ass in front of his child. It's just yeah. something I did at one point while I was still drinking. I threatened him from the same room I was in. As <laughs> anyway, to his I face. No, on Twitter. Oh, okay. I told okay. him, yeah, it was like when they reopened Clifton's downtown, I said uh, I was going to like meet me outside Clifton's in 15 minutes. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and the thought never occurred to me that he could theoretically look at his phone and realize that I was in the same room as him. <laughs> and that was deeply disturbing. <laughs> oh, well, uh, everything worked out. I were realizing yeah. like I, I love do. I, I kind of understand the impetus to be a troll. You know, it's it is fun. It is fun. It is yeah. fun. I do like understand like the like the like, ooh, I'm going to be, you know, just like because you like really getting under somebody's skin is satisfying. Yeah. In mm-hmm. a way. I know yeah. that like I'm remembering. I think my the first thing I ever did as a troll. This is so mean. In in like sixth grade or something, I like wrote a fake love note to some kid in class ha. and like said it was from somebody else. You know, yeah, in, some fucking loser. It's true power. <laughs> oh God, that's so mean of me though. Remember in eighth grade we did a. So we used to go to this ice rink on like every Friday, me and my friend Katie. And there was this guy, Austin, that we went to high school or went to middle school with at that time, who was like a jerk and would do like like hockey stop at us at the ice mm-hmm. rink. So we made a, a wanted poster for Austin that said, wanted friends. <laughs> and we put his face and his phone number on it. Oh, <laughs> it classic. We're just like, um, I'm a loser and I don't have any friends. Please call me if you want to be my friend. Oh, these are so sad. <laughs> yeah. I think it's okay to make men feel unsafe once in a while. Yeah. I think that's fine. <laughs> I just remember him coming and he posted it and he came up to me and he was like, you're going down on the ice. I just remember him saying that to me. And I was like, you could try, Austin. It's not going to happen. I was like 12. <laughs> I poured milk all over a guy's head once, and then he shoved me on the ice. So I think that was pretty even. That wasn't troll. That was just, like, aggressive. That was last week. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It is satisfying, though, I will say, to throw a drink in someone's face or pour something on someone's head. Have you guys ever done that? No, I haven't. No. Not yet. I'll keep it open. I would have been way too paranoid to make anybody miserable. Mm -hmm. That would have killed me. I I hate to... uh, Ruin the whole thing, but no, you know, no, yeah, no, no, I would have. Okay. I would have. Uh, I never would have been able to go to sleep again. Yeah. Just, this is generational. I you'd think be paranoid because you would feel bad, or because yeah. you would be paranoid. Because you would feel bad, or because you would think something's going to happen. Oh. Yeah. I guess we're just worse people. <laughs> <laughs> bleeding heart, Meryl. Wow. <laughs> Saving dogs, not pouring drinks on heads. <laughs> I can't think of. I guess. I, I guess I've written the only mean letters I've written to have been people who broke my heart, and then I've written some really, really, really good mean letters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've actually there's... worked on them for days. Yeah, rewritten them, waited to send them, reworked them, made sure they were vicious. Yeah, and really, really well phrased. Well, that's how you got <laughs> yeah. that's how you got that Emmy. So. <laughs> there is nothing like you can't you can't say anything meaner than to somebody who like you loved that's wronged you. Like I can yeah. you can really let it come out. Then. Like, but also, the if you if you really bother to write it really well, mm-hmm. that's that's as vicious as it gets. Ooh, and not, oh, it's yeah. not just rambling misery. It's right. really carefully. Yeah construed it's really uh, yeah anyway that's yeah it's like one of those uh 
You got to think about this on your deathbed letters. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've worked at those. Yeah, yeah. Just be one of those final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, that will haunt you forever. That yeah, you yeah. now know about yourself because I've told them to you really ooh, carefully. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. the worst. When someone tells you something about yourself that you kind of knew but didn't. Oh, <laughs> no. no, no. Uh. And, and, and used a thesaurus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Using a thesaurus in a break move in a breakup is a power move for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This one, I'm sure you've gotten this before, but what is your advice for young writers? Mm. Both of you. Because you have you have ama- amazing accomplishments well, too. Uh, Megan's an amazing writer if you guys have not read a bunch of her oh, stuff. Thank you. You're one of my favorite advice writers. <laughs> yeah, 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 well. And of other things too, but yeah. like your vice piece is like specifically like also, come yes, to mind back for me when a lot. You were doing your when you were doing like medical things, medical experiments for money. Yeah. Oh, that blog was so good. <laughs> I especially loved some of that Rosh. Is that still on your like website? No, I deleted that oh, URL because okay. I didn't want to keep paying $10 a year for it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're a young writer, get, uh, get ready for a lifetime of, of misery and poverty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to yeah. fucking. That is good advice. Oh, I mean, there's so many kids that want to do it these days and they're willing to do it for fucking nothing. It's bleak out there. I know. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's so much harder for Megan than it was for me I they used to pay salaries to writers if you worked your way to a position where people wanted to hire you especially magazines before the internet Dude. Used to be if you were if you made your way into being hireable for a magazine, they actually paid you pretty good money. Not not T V money. T V money is crazy good. Magazine money was so much better than any other money for writers is now. I mean I know what Megan gets paid by Vice. And (laughs) and it's really an outrage. It's it's vile and really wrong. It's horrible. And because there's so many people trying to do it, it's like they know they can, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, it's like if you don't like this, here's the door. Because, I mean, everybody cares about... Because any 20-year-old writer would write for free. I mean, I sure would have. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I, mean, we did. Any... I mean, comedy, it's like, you know, it's like the concept of getting paid to do mm-hmm. stand-up is... Foreign. <laughs> foreign. And Bizarre. it's so fucked up. And it's like, you've put so much time and we're professionals and everyone's like, you don't get... What? You don't get paid to do this? <laughs> I remember when I found that out, when I first moved to L.A. and I found, I had went to the comedy store for the first time and I couldn't believe all these people I was watching were doing it for free. And I just thought, how does that work? Yeah. Free? How can that be? Yeah, it's a- and it's amazing that it's still the case. Yeah. And I used to like wear it as a badge of honor in some ways the first few years where I was like, yeah, that's how much I love it. Like, I don't care. I don't, right. I don't care ever, ever care. I just yeah. love the art of it. Blah. And now I'm like, no, bitch, fucking pay me. Someone fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. pay me now. Yeah, give me some money, please. <laughs> and My now I'm paid. 35. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm <laughs> about to, yeah. I mean, that's it. Where it's done for us. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you would yeah. like a real piece of advice to writers, <laughs> yes. it's really, it's just that the whole thing is rewriting. Yeah. Write a write your first draft like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Do not worry. Do not judge yourself. No one is going to see it. Just get something down on paper from beginning to end, and then re- rewriting can be sort of the fun part. That's a real piece of advice. Yeah, and and use a thesaurus. There, mm-hmm. that's to me the fun part is finding the nine hundred other ways to say very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. the right word for the situation for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of words, and mm-hmm. and they are your friend if you're a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the not. biggest thing I've learned is definitely the like get out the shitty draft and just get it out of you. Being a perfectionist about it is so is just going to hold you back and like. 
just getting out the skeleton of it or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. It's always going to change. It's never going to be the same anyway. And the second piece of advice is don't turn it in until like a, a little enough time went by that you can read it and forget what the music sounds like in your head. Because when I write, I don't know about you guys, but when I write, I hear music in my head. I mean, not a song mm. per se, but I it goes like this. You start yeah, reading yeah. it like a rhythm like a you rhythm. would if you're doing a joke or, or on stage or something. Mm-hmm. And you, you start to think that's the way the whole thing flows and the music is dead the next time you read it. You can't mm. remember that song and you can see where the baloney is. Oh, that's really, that's really good. Thank I like you. it a lot. Thank yeah. you. The baloney rises to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <That's> the g- <laughs> um, all right, let's do one more. Okay. Let's see. When will it all be over? <laughs> it, mm, five years, max. You think five? Yeah, I think the grid will, I think the grid's going to go down pretty soon. And oh, I'm not talking God. like third eye paranoia shit. No, I think, no, no, like, no. I think it feels like we're pretty close. It's coming. Yeah. 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 It's right around the, it's right outside your door now testifying. Also, you know like everyone's getting, everyone's colds this year have been really long. And yes. I'm just like, zinc. I just feel. I told her, zinc. Yeah, I'm Get taking this fucking zinc. If you zinc. Think really, you're cold. <laughs> but you I do cold. think that like, yeah. I just see everyone getting sicker and lasting longer. Stuff like that. All the fires. And, and the Ill- like, yeah. there's weird illnesses that are happening. Like especially get Like, I know multiple people who have had this weird gastrointestinal thing where it's just you feel very full sometimes you throw up Mm. but it just like persists for a few days and you get really bloated whoa they don't know why and they don't know what's costing yeah it's like a weird kind of end of days you know what i mean totally what's that it's not the caesar salad thing it's not no i'm not i'm not not because i'm saying they don't have the runs oh I'm just saying they seem very full. Yeah. <laughs> they feel what? very full. They could fe- they feel very full. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. I wonder <laughs> Well, you know, here's why I don't think you guys are right. Yeah. Might as well take the other position. No, well, I'm please. actually writing a thing right now, and I've been rereading all my old diaries that I wrote, and the world was ending on me every few minutes yeah. for my mm-hmm. whole That's life. That's why I say it always feels like that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Great. Including when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, they're going to drop a bomb on us. Oh, my God, they're going to drop a bomb on us. And then I, there yeah. I am in eighth grade. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then there I am in tenth grade. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just continues to go. Maybe the future is going to be just all bacteria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> but I'm trying to embrace that. Yeah. Me and just a lot of bacteria. I think it's because it's so sl- this is slow. Like, it's like I can feel the slow decline and and mm-hmm. – it's not as like an emergency, like, oh, a bomb's about to drop, but it's just like, we're just going down. Well, I, I, it's do you slow, mean but the then country, it's also... Or do you mean the world? The world. I think you mean the world. The yeah. world, yeah. It's slow, but it's also ramping up, especially also, like climate change. And yeah, shit. climate change, because yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody about this, and they were like, well, I think what's going to happen is climate change is going to make the third world countries uh, uninhabitable, and then everyone's, you know, going to be migrating, and then everyone's going to start, like, fucking killing each other. Anyway... But on the other hand, you know, I heard a, a report last night somewhere, and I can't even tell you where. It's just one of those, you know how you're online and then there it is. And it was, what happens if the sun doesn't hit the earth anymore? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the sun disappears. Yeah, yeah. What, what then? And the, the really surprise statistic, and that was for me, that it would be a thousand years until it would really would wipe out life on Earth. Oh, oh well, yeah. then we a should thousand just thousand years. We should block out the sun now. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> we should get over. ahead of it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Just do it and start over. Problem yeah. solved. 
No, you're right. I think we was. It's just like interesting. It does feel somewhat like. Well, but also, are you sure it's not just reading all that Trump shit every day, day after day after day? I think it's not even that. I think it's literally the media in general is like they want you to feel scared. Like well, they, at, yes, at they every do. level mm. whatsoever, like they want you to feel dread constantly because that's how you're like going to keep buying stuff that might fix it in some way possible. And, and it's also yeah. it, it it becomes that you know mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a better word than clickbait, but it's the way that you get people to yeah right of course to yeah. participate in everything. They've been doing that since um, I remember in the '80s. I used to watch local news all the time, and my friend Harry Shearer said to me. You're watching local news. Don't do that because mm-hmm. I was afraid that I was going to get carjacked. I was afraid mm-hmm. to leave my office right. yeah. and get carjacked. And he went, "You're watching too much local news." And I stopped watching local news, and I didn't think about getting carjacked again. And I was <laughs> able to live my life. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they yeah. have all those horrible bulletins all the time mm-hmm. to make sure that you will tune in. So it is interesting because it's like my 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 uh, dad watches um, like cable news constantly. It's on on all day long, and he. Mostly watches Fox, but he will switch over from time to time to other things. And then our just understandings in the world are so mm-hmm. deep, like deeply different because things that I'm like, well, this actually matters. He hasn't even heard about. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. You know, it, it's just it, he's just filled with such dread and it's definitely poisoned him in a lot of ways. And I'm like, no, I don't watch any of that. I get my news in other other ways that yeah. are just constantly trying to make me scared to make me buy the fucking foot pills or whatever <laughs> foot pills. the foot pills though are what are going to save us yeah i don't yeah, even yeah. Know, exactly. you know that i watch fox for the commercials um, <laughs> somebody should direct andy kindler toward that yeah. I, okay, I, that I didn't say issue. that on this podcast did i, I said no yeah, yeah. i said it off no. andy kindler has a big picture of his foot today yeah on, if on you were listening Twitter right and... now please go retweet andy kindler's foot <laughs> We'd like a big boost. <laughs> yeah. And really foot. Would love to see right that. Now. I kind of want to start a comedy show in LA called Andy Hitler's Foot. <laughs> I think it would be pretty Do well. Do it quickly before there's a punk band called yeah, that. Yeah, no. You got to get there first. With him in it. He's a, a very accomplished guitar player. He moved to Los Angeles to be a musician. Yeah. Not a comedian. Oh, I didn't know that. Blew my mind. I saw him play. Um, uh, who, who had that uh, that show with the baked potato in a. Oh. Was that like Brendan Small? Show? Yeah, it was Brendan yeah. Small show. But I saw Andy Kindler was one of the comics on it, and he played "Stairway to Heaven" on guitar, <laughs> and I was just like, "What? What? <laughs> and he had like took off his glasses, and his shoulders just relaxed into this guitar, and I was like, "Who am I looking at? <laughs> Who is this new?" Se- he wasn't doing the comedy crouch. No, 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 no. He was just like guitar stance, guitaring it up. But I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. This is a whole... While you're eating your baked potato. Yeah, yeah exactly. concept for a fucking... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blew um, my mind. We have, to, we have to go, but we'll be back in a second. Back, I'm Lady to Lady. I'm Barbara. I'm Brandy. And we're here with Meryl Marco and Megan Keister. Hi. Hi. Hey. That's <laughs> my energy. Yeah. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Tess is off skiing, but that's okay because yeah. we can solve She's this lady quote problem. unquote skiing. Skiing. Yeah. 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 Should ski trip. She's skiing at the Glendale Galleria, which is like right very <laughs> Tess of Tess because she has broken her ass skiing before, but she still skis. Like her yeah. ass, ass. She like broke the her ass tailbone. Bone. She broke yeah. her tailbone. Yeah. On her I birth, only went on skiing birthday. one time, and I broke my leg. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking I, dangerous. A clean break. Ooh. 
Wow. Yep. Man. No more leg? Uh, <laughs> it healed I eventually. <laughs> but damn. I remember painful. walking around on crutches and, uh, and, and everybody talks to you when you're on crutches. Yeah, so yeah. I still I use them. Mm. It's a way to <laughs> yeah, make It's a good friends. way to like, meet yeah. people, actually. To be social. <laughs> That's my way around because I always like think that the dog park holds something where like people talk to each other and I miss out on it. So maybe crutches is my new thing. Well, they talk to each other like, "Don't your dog's gonna kill my dog." It's not oh, the yeah. worst like place to. It's not think. good dog. Oh, okay. It's not good talk. I would it, never go to a dog park. Yeah, I just it's too terrifying. People are too irresponsible with. Yeah, dogs. that's true. Yeah, I just imagine like some like woodworking like man <laughs> with red his, wing like, boots, yeah, motherfucker. Like, who's, don't like, get in that there, often. Who's, like, Maybe, but I need the crutches because he thinks he needs to save me, and that will. Well, a lot go. of people Get bring their him. woodworking to the dog park, and that's <laughs> always a key to making a be- a good friend. When you see somebody, they've got oh, like a, they're right. beveling, they're uh, whittling <laughs> a dowel or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, like totally. Yeah, I had one time at a dog park. I had an experience where me and my my dog um, got along really well with another dog, but then the owner of that dog was this deeply annoying uh, man. And I was like, and he was like, oh, our dog should hang out more often. And I was like, absolutely not. I need, when do you, and I was like, oh, when do you come here most often? And then I just never. <laughs> made a mental note to yeah. not be. That's why yeah. I can't imagine never like having again. kids who become friends with kids, like who have shitty parents. Yeah. Yeah. You're Ugh. just stuck with the parents. It seems like a nightmare. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a weird thing that must have been for everyone's parents. Yeah. I like, know. These are my friends now. Like enforced, <laughs> so so, enforced social situations is the worst thing ever. And that's like, you can't really get away from it there. I don't yeah. Think. I used to have a day job that um, on Fridays at four o'clock, they had a happy hour in like the um, break room. And uh, you could have one microbrew and a bag of chips. Oh, God. And they'd be <laughs> oh, my like, God. This is sad. Okay. Compulsory fun. Yeah. Yes. But you, yeah. And everyone would walk back there and they'd be like, Brandy, come on back. I'm like, I don't drink. And they're like, no. Come eat and have a water. Gotcha. You can get an extra bag of chips. You can get two, two <laughs> bags of chips instead. And I'd be like, I don't want to. Can I just leave? Yeah. <laughs> if we're not working, can I leave? <laughs> oh, man. Whew. That's Ooh. bad. That's a All bad right. situation. So if you have a lady problem, send them to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Oh, I have to say this. My um, roommate, he hates glitter. I don't, this, whatever. The movie or the concept? Probably both, but the concept. Okay. He hates the item of glitter. The item, okay. Because mm-hmm. it just gets on everything. And he was back home for the holidays. And he came back, and you know when TSA searches your bag, they like mm-hmm. put in like a thing that they've searched. Yeah. yeah. He realized that his mom had included a little baggie of glitter that like looked like drugs, and she wrote "Love you, mom," oh, and no. they had just opened it to like find this baggie of shit in there. <laughs> oh no! Which I thought was a pretty good. Troll. That's pretty funny. That's a pretty good move. Yeah, um, I like that. Anyway, <laughs> lady problems. If you somebody left glitter left glitter in your bag, and you want to know how to deal with it, glitter problems. We'll glitter answer. Problems. Yeah, we'll answer glitter problems. <laughs> yeah. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Hi, ladies. I'm a big fan and loyal listener, and I have a lady problem. What should I do when I'm concerned the new guy I'm dating is either A, sexually selfish, or B, has a medical condition that affects his ability to control ejaculation? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I'm a child. C has been performance anxiety, or D all of the above. I wish she told us how old she was. So what is she telling us? She's telling She's, us that they can't complete the act. 
This no, is they, they come too soon. I think, I think. comes oh. too soon. Yeah. yeah, has performance anxiety. Might oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> I think the heater's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have a little heater dish on that just freaks no, the when out. You, it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. When you performance anxiety is the <laughs> phrase of the day, <laughs> and that's what makes it go up. <laughs> okay, so she says we have been dating exclusively just over a month and have mm. recently decided to have sex. So far, we've had sex twice. Twice. He's amazing in bed. In, oh, oh, sorry. He's amazing in all areas except, except sexually. In, right. The sex is short and I feel unsatisfied. Sexual compatibility is important to me in a relationship, so I want to talk to him about my concerns. At the same time, it is still early in the relationship, so I wonder if I should wait it out to see if it improves. Mm-hmm. I am worried that if I wait, I'll feel resentful and end up wasting my time. If I bring it up, I can end up sabotaging a potentially good thing. I've tried asking questions to get him op- to open up about his sexual preferences and fantasies. He would deflect with a joke and was not into it. I've mm-hmm. offered massages and tried to shower with him, but he declined both. Get out. FYI. Sorry, that was me saying get out. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> I am 35 and he's 38. He has a history of opiate and alcohol addiction has been sober for over four years. Oh, Many thanks. Okay. M. I mean, one month. He one could just is- be nervous. You, yeah, you don't know nervous. how long it's been since he fucked. Yeah. Maybe he likes you a lot. Yeah, I think I yeah they really I've definitely experienced that a lot. If a guy is like really into you, the first few times are a little awkward. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very nervous. Yeah, they might like have a hard you know boner. Yeah, might be weird. And if he's I mean four years is still relatively newly sober. I don't know how many relationships he's had since he's been sober. Like that's an awkward transition. Or maybe he's not really sober, and that's partly what's going that's on. Is a possibility. Yeah, I know. When I used to drink. To I come system. too quick. That was my. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the main issue. With that. But you're like very present in a way that you know he probably hasn't been for all of his other right. relationships too. You know. Yeah, yeah it isn't really exactly sense, fair like, to judge a relationship at the one month mark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is sheer paranoia on her part. <laughs> yeah. Was, are you worried that you're going to be spinning your spin your wheels for another month? For Christ's <laughs> exactly. sake! I don't think this has become an issue yet. I think I'm very yeah. I'm very similar to this where I'm like. Like, oh, well, well, that means all this and that's it, you know. Yeah. I, if you like him, because, like, liking somebody is very, very rare. If you yeah. actually really like this guy, you got to give him some more time and mm-hmm. see what happens. Because I, I think, like, if you're looking for a way out because you're not sure about it, that's one thing. But if you're trying to, like, convince yourself something's wrong because you actually like him and you want to wave from stuff, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, I w- it's too bad that he's not doesn't seem open to talking about stuff. That does freak me out because mm-hmm. I know that stuff changes over time, but also, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just really open. So the guy I'm dating now, um, we've both been super open about talking about that stuff, and we haven't gotten any of it, but we're at least talking about it. And mm-hmm. I do... I would feel weird if it, he was kind of shutting that down, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Also, a month. Maybe yeah. he's not comfortable yet. Yeah. And I'm talking about things of profound importance like coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if he never gets comfortable, if this goes right. on month after month and you can never talk to him, then that's a different problem. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. you got to give it some time and check back in in a month or two. And if it's the same, then, you know. Also, what is the real reason at one month for it to be monogamous why doesn't she date other people you know that's because she likes that i never was able to do this is me saying this i yeah yeah (laughs) i can't i never did that yeah but i I i've heard it said that that it's a good thing to do i think it's too hard it's like you feel even if you don't say you're exclusive i would just feel like i'm cheating i just it's Mm. uncomfortable well guys certainly don't participate that way i mean i mean guys 
often don't commit into monogamy until a pretty long time into it. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. Anyway, if, if I don't even know if they've had that conversation. It said that they've been digging exclusively just over a month, so it seems like... They, yeah, they had that. Cho- they made yeah. that choice, and then they were dating for a month, and then recently decided to have sex. So they didn't even have sex for a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. before they decided to be exclusive. Yeah, so they can at least discuss this kind of shit. Right. That's so. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's the possibility to talk, but mm-hmm. I'd say wait it out. Yeah, I definitely. You've only had sex twice. I mean, it's it takes a minute. He's nervous. He probably really likes you. Yeah, and I think you just gotta like give him a second. It is hard. I think like I, you have com- some expectations sometimes when a guy's a little bit older that like they're gonna know everything and they're gonna like be, you know, mm-hmm. perfect at it or whatever. But it, I think like when someone's feeling involved, like Brandy said, if he's newly sober and it's like he's it's used to like being thing. fucked up when he has sex or something like that. Then, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah that's definitely that's a real thing. Very different. Yeah. Well, and also like as guys get older, they also like. Not all guys, but a lot of guys like aren't as horny as they used to be, too. You know, thirty-eight is pretty young. I know you guys think okay. thirty-eight is pretty old, but thirty-eight <laughs> is pretty young. The the sexual problem stuff doesn't hit for a pretty long time. Okay, if there if it ever hits, gotcha. Right, but I yeah. do think people start getting less less horny. interested or yeah, less yeah. preoccupied well, with sex. Smart people start getting fed up with. All the wasting your time on <laughs> yes. social life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not all guys, you know. And the, yeah. like, it, it's it's really possible also to confuse chemistry with things working out. I mean, for sure, making chemistry happen with somebody might take might happen more slowly. Mm-hmm. But when you some you can, it's really really possible. This I proved to myself to my own disgust a number of times. <laughs> it's really possible to have incredible chemistry with somebody immediately and have it mean nothing and actually grow to hate them. Oh yeah, oh, it's still I think that happens most yeah, of yeah. the time. I Continue think you having yeah. chemistry with them. I think if it's explosive yeah. at first, it generally doesn't last very long. Yeah, it's also yeah. possible not to even like them at all and have chemistry. Oh with yeah, them. oh yeah. So oh, that's, I've had a lot of good hate fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know if we cleared anything up for her. I think she's just got to be a little bit more patient. She's yeah. kind of jumping yeah. the gun a little bit. Yeah. And if you actually like, if you actually like him, if you're actually excited to like hang out with him, aside for like, don't think about the sex for a second, but if everything else is going well, then you got to give him some more time and like let him yeah. you know, ease into it. Some guys take a minute to warm up. I mean, it's like he's obviously gone through a lot with, with getting sober and everything. Plus, like, I don't know what his like religious or familial hang ups are or anything, or if he's like, what kind of work he's done since he's gotten sober. Like some guys just like don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, either. That's bad. Yeah. It's emasculating really or whatever. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm so I'm reading these old diaries of mine and mm-hmm. I used to make such a big deal out of stuff when I was yeah. younger. And, and all I want to say to myself is why is this the center of your life? Yeah. So it's, you're having a relationship with somebody and you're having sex with them. How about Making yeah. that just a part of like a bigger picture. Yeah, you know? it's just a part of it. Yeah, yeah. To, to focus on it so hard like that is is to do yourself no favors, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Not that it's yeah. easy to do necessarily. You get real obsessed with, or I did certainly got too obsessed with things. But mm. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I've, I'm just barely. I'm 35, and I'm just barely getting to that part where I'm like, uh, I don't need to care about this as much. Yeah. It was always like the focus forever and ever and ever. But I think it takes a minute to I have these there. diaries that I wrote when I was 15 and I was obsessed oh, with the God. fact that I didn't have a boyfriend. And I just yeah. think 
You're 15. Yeah. What, is, what are you making such a big deal out of? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I'm a social failure. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just think, oh, geez, what kind of conditioning got you here? I know. It's just, yeah, it's such a waste of time. Yeah. It's such a waste of time. Well, you're like a lot of the culture wants you to be like, well, you are nothing until you have a man. And like that, there's something mm-hmm. fundamentally wrong with you if you can't attract a, a mate, mate, a yeah. mate of some kind. And, and it certainly is not working that way, I don't think, for boys of the same age. Mm-mm. Although when you watch well, those movies, think, they make a big deal out of well, I mean, getting laid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, kind of, it's more conquest and, from their side yeah. versus security, quote unquote. But also, culturally. I mean, that's a good point in that uh, societally, uh, everyone's like told that men are and boys are super preoccupied with sex. Mm-hmm. Maybe this guy just, you know, just because he's 38, maybe he's always not been super preoccupied yep. with sex. Maybe it's not something that like he thinks is really important. Yeah. This is probably something that they should talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, don't assume just because he's a man and he yeah. doesn't want to fuck you 24 hours a day that like he's There's not attracted wrong. to you yeah. right, or that, right, you know, right. mm-hmm. he just might not be that preoccupied with sex. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe he has a life. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, scholarship going on, for sure. Wow, what a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hopefully we helped. Yeah. I think we did. Think tell we did. us if we did. Tell us if he... <laughs> tell us uh, what happens in the next month or two. I'd be interested, actually. Update yeah. us, please. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, lady to lady comedy gmail.com. And then, yeah, tell everyone. Everyone can find... That was the find... longest com I've ever com. heard. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um, a song. <laughs> so everyone can find the dignities of being a woman in their real life if they're living as a woman, but mm-hmm. they can also find it as an audiobook on Amazon and for, it's, through Audible. At, at Audible. Yeah, yeah, Audible. And if, if you would like to hear it, you can get a free trial of Audible for 30 days and then you can listen to it for free and decide uh, decide to either go forward with Audible or not. We're not going to get paid anything else no matter what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the pressure's that is uh, That's my point. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) do you guys have anything else you want to plug on this podcast? (laughs) You got any plugs, Meryl? I don't think I do. What are your Twitter? Yeah, we're going to find you all on Twitter. That's a thing to plug, Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to hear me rail against Trump. Yeah, she hates (laughs) Trump online. I mean, that's She's always the fun. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you're the one. I've heard yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. John Cryer's retweeted you a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you're just Meryl Mark at Meryl Marco. Yeah, that's me. I yeah. have. I'm at Born, Born Feral because there's like a 25 year old Zumba teacher named Megan Keister who <laughs> really? has at Megan Keister. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's a blonde Zumba teacher. And Christian. Oh, God. Uh, I would love to see you guys Christian. trade trade lives for a week. That would be <laughs> sick as hell. <laughs> I don't know anything about Zumba, but I'm willing to learn. Well, Megan would not <laughs> be used to having heat Christ. in the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be a whole thing for her. This shed is hotter than my apartment right now, yes. <laughs> um, thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. And go check them out. January 20th for this amazing PowerPoint oh that's going to live oh, wow. in infamy. You better Sketch get Fest. a ticket right away because I don't even think there are any, even now. There's one left, I think. It's, yeah, oh. it's SRO, standing room only. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> they told us it's partial seating. Partial right? seating, yeah. Yeah, that means that there's only, <laughs> what the fuck? only some seats. <laughs> they said it's a partial seating event. So bring, what a, they bring a long chair if mm. you have or one. Or a bucket. Or yeah. one of those canes that turns into a chair. Right. Perfect. I guess it's going to have wait a mosh day. pit is what they're saying, right? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. We should perform in the round like the Dane man did <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> or maybe you're going to want to throw yourself into the crowd and they pass your body around. And crowd surf. <laughs> like, I, yeah. And you know they'll be respectful. They're not going to like... 
pull my clothes off like Courtney no. Love. San Francisco is no. very woke. Yeah, extremely woke. <laughs> so, Leah, look they may that. actually give you more clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a North her. Face jacket or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck people wear up I there. Boots. <laughs> Patagonia or whatever that is. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can resell it on eBay. Perfect. <laughs> Make even more money. Always scheming. <laughs> always always grifting. <laughs> ABG. <laughs> and uh, yeah, come see us there, Sketchfest. Uh, go to wingsofrescue.org and donate $10 or more to get the commentary track with Karen Kilgara for Death Becomes Her. Yeah. And forward it to myfavoritemurderlady at gmail.com and you will get your thing on February 1st. Bye-bye, y'all. And bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review in iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.